Have you wanted to join us at an epic location but are new to photo workshops or photography in general? Maybe you've seen the beautiful images from our events and said to yourself, I want to be there. Are you having difficulty picking the perfect Cowgirls with Cameras event to come to in 2024? We want to invite you to a virtual Cowgirls with Cameras happy hour on January 9th. Bring your favorite cocktail or soft drink and snuggle in with your favorite blanket in front of your computer to learn about our 2024 event lineup and get all your questions answered. This is the perfect opportunity to get to know us better, get connected with Cowgirls with Cameras, and choose your best photography adventure for 2024. Register on our website at cowgirlswithcameras.com. We hope to see you there. It's time to laugh, learn, and take your photography to the next level with your favorite cowgirls with cameras, Kara, Kim, and Phyllis. Welcome to the Cowgirls with Cameras podcast. This is Kim with Kim Beer Photography and Be More Business. Kara with Fast Horse Photography. And Phyllis with Phyllis Burchette Photo. Hey, guys. <laughs> How Hi. is everyone doing today? Awesome. Well, apparently Phyllis is about to have thunderstorms, so we're all on <laughs> pins and needles to see if her internet gets hit by lightning while we're recording. So this well, is going to be one of those, this is going to be, we're all on the edge of our seats kind of episodes. So <laughs> if this episode comes out and Phyllis is screaming or she disappears or we see a flash of light, we'll update you guys. I've already had to lock poor little Miss Kaylee up because she was in here trying to jump up in my lap and shaking Aww. like crazy. So. so you just abandoned her to a back room? <laughs> horrible dog mom you are well i've already caused enough problems today i don't want to cause any more by not being able to continue our work so you have had a lot of podcast drama today you really are bringing the podcast drama oh my goodness thunderstorms technical difficulties having to switch computers dogs not being able to get close enough to your microphone hello Am I close enough now? I hope you got your ruby slippers on when the tornado comes through at least. So, Oh, gosh. Don't say that. That's awful. If it drops mm. your ass in Kansas, just call me. Okay. We'll, we'll do. We'll do. Aww. Oh, goodness. Well, what's everybody been up to? Kim, why don't you go first? We always go first. Yeah. It's your turn. I know. So, yeah, I should go first. I have three weeks at home before Cottonwood. And so I am deep involved in completing some projects. And the one that has been on the top of my list, which I just added a few more things to, is this posing book that these two photographers I know are writing. <laughs> and who are they? I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Betsy Bird. And you know, I just can't remember the other woman's name. Oh, yeah, it's Kara. Oh, that was me. <laughs> Is you that Kara with Fast Horse I'm Photography? A book with my friend Betsy from Ride the Sky Photography. I'm so excited. I've never done this before, and it's almost ready for a proofread. Is this a shameless plug? Yeah, it I, is. I, <laughs> apparently, it, it is. And and it's. Um, I have been putting their photos into the book and just admiring yeah. and learning oh, along the way. Is. Yes, and going. Oh my gosh, this is so awesome and so well written. I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't read it. Oh, <laughs> I've just looked at the pictures. Well, you're going to have to read it at some point. And laid the type in. So yeah, and uh, it reminded me of something that 
there are times when I really enjoy being a graphic designer, when I enjoy layout. I do like to lay out big projects. And so this one has really been fun for me to lay out. It's been enjoyable to work with the photos and figure out little ways to get it all in there. And it's required a little bit of creative stretching on occasion to get it where I want it. But I thoroughly have enjoyed it. Sounds like we've been problems. We've been problem makers if you've had to use creative stretching. Oh, creative stretching is good. And speaking of creating stretching, the other thing I got to do in the last week, which is sort of entertaining, doesn't have much to do with photography, but it's entertaining nonetheless. I spoke on creativity at the Romance Genre Con in Liberty, Missouri. So this How is How do a- you get yourself into this crap? <laughs> It is romance genre con. Is that even a real thing? It is. It's a conference where all of these romance writers from our region come in and they share like they do learning things and they share. Well, I think they break bread together, talk, spend a whole lot of time pictures of Fabio. Yeah. and, And, you know. Probably, and probably some of them have some of Phyllis's photos on the covers of their books. I, I know she's done some stuff around that. I don't have any Fabio covers, no. Oh, we should do that. We need to do a workshop that we just have like hot men and horses. But anyway, all aside, <laughs> it was so much fun. And I was the first time I have gotten to present other than on this podcast on the book I've been writing, which is on the creative amplifiers. So there's lots of book publishing. Phyllis, you need to get your butt caught up and publish a book. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to join the author crowd, the author that's, train. That's okay. I have enough. To, I have enough of a hard time just coming up with words for this podcast, let alone having to write them down. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> But anyway, it was a packed room. I don't think there was maybe one or two seats in the whole room empty. And there were people standing at the door listening to. It was so awesome to have that much energy. And the crowd was really helpful. And it was so much fun. And I remembered how much I adored doing things like that. So I love Romance Genre Con. And I hope it's back next year. And I got kudos from the people who put it on and a big thank you. And I gave two presentations. And oddly enough, the second presentation was on social proof, which I think will come in handy later. But that's what I've been up to. So it's fresh in your mind. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I've been gearing up. You guys have been doing it with me. We've been gearing up. We've got our Cottonwood Ranch equine photography experience coming up. And by the time this episode comes out, I think we're going to be either there or headed there. So we'll be on our way to Nevada when this episode comes out. We should be anyway. So we've been gearing up, doing the last minute stuff, getting prepped for that. And we just had our photographers Zoom meet and greet where the photographers got to say hello to one another, the ones that are coming. We got to help them get prepared as they're packing up their gear and getting their supplies together and everything. So that was fun. And so we're really getting close to that. I have done a couple of end of year summer photo shoots. It's been pretty hot and miserable here. So they've been pretty hot. But those are almost, I'm just kind of wrapping those up now, doing the edits, final design of artwork. And I've got a couple viewings coming up. And I've had a couple mentoring sessions with photographers that are wanting to kind of change their sales process and do some in-person sales like what I do with my clients. So it's been a good kind of end of summer last couple of weeks. And I'm excited that we're going to be at Cottonwood soon for our big event. So this is our second time going back. I'm pretty stoked about it. What about you, Phyllis? 
I'm stoked about Cottonwood as well. I'm actually going to do something different. I'm going to toot my horn a little bit. Oh, she does, she never does I that. I got the cover of the July-August issue of the Quarter Horse Journal, and I'm so excited with that. the image Congrats. from Powderhorn. So that was uh, that was pretty exciting. That was and a then, super cute cover. Well, we were all there. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just got lucky to get the cover. <laughs> That's okay. That's awesome. And actually, I'm going to toot Kara in my horn as well, because we both have uh, at calendar pages, months, months is the better way to put it, coming uh, in the upcoming 2024 Western Horseman calendar. So that's pretty yes, exciting. Yay, that yay is exciting. For Kara. I wasn't yeah. going to say anything, though, about it until it like, I don't know, I just had like a, a moment of fear that like when the calendar comes out, my pictures won't actually be in it, even though they've asked me to invoice them and they're going to supposedly like pay the invoice. So oh my I, gosh, well, I just had fear that I would say something about it, and put a mouth on it. But now you've done it. So I hope now, I didn't jinx anything. So anyway, for, for both of us, I, you know, I think it's real because we both invoiced them. So it, I think I, th- I don't think I dreamt it. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then I also have another thing I'm tooting my horn about, and this was totally out of the blue, is I was nominated for Western Photographer and the Best of Western Horseman, along with a bunch of other very super highly accomplished photographers. You are in good company, but it is well-deserved. I'm in amazing company, so I'm just excited to be nominated, and I think that was something I didn't know was going to happen. So anyway, good luck to everyone. And if you haven't voted, of course, I think it's probably too late by the time this comes out. But anyway, so other than that, I've just been here doing office work. I did hire, I'm kind of excited because I hired Krista Pafrith, who works with the Cowboy Lifestyle Magazine and Cowboy Lifestyle Network. She is going to do a complete review and update of my SEO on my website, which I'm so excited to see what kind of changes she makes because I have no SEO. And then like you guys, I guess just doing mentoring sessions with upcoming Cottonwood attendees and a couple from the Montana gathering back in June as well. So that's about it for me. I guess that's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That is a lot. I'm sorry. I just had to toot my horn. Our horn. I tooted our horns. You tooted our horns. Kim is the one that's always so accomplished and like all these certifications and all this stuff she's doing. So we had to get our plug in too, didn't we, Kara? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I usually am the one that is, I'm just happy you said something because I usually just keep my mouth shut about that kind of stuff. So, because I'm always nervous that if I put my mouth on it, it won't actually happen. I think it's pretty cool. So I think it's awesome. And I am going to use one of my certifications to maybe uh, encourage you to do it more often, Kara. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, we're talking about social proof today. And Phyllis basically just had all sorts of social proof things happen, which is pretty awesome that she she put it out there. So people are probably wondering what the heck is social proof? And what does that have to do with me as a photographer, as a photographer that potentially has a photography business? Like, why does that have anything to do with me? So what I want to start by doing is just kind of give a definition of what social proof is. So in the context of photography and like photography business owners, social proof is something that refers to that phenomenon where people look 
to the actions and, and decisions of others to guide their choices and behaviors. So this is where people are out there and they're looking to see like, where should I make a purchase from? How are the people around me talking about these businesses and this particular service that I'm thinking about purchasing? What do others have to say about it? And even more importantly, what do others have to say about it that I know, like people that I know? So it's a really powerful tool that's used in marketing and in business to influence potential customers and to build credibility and trust around a, maybe a product or a service that you provide, or even a brand if you're trying to build a reputation around your brand. So there are four types of social proof. There's the type that is provided by the customer. And I think this is one of the most impactful for customers, for people that are out there looking for a product or service. This one to me is something that I use when I'm looking to buy a product or service. I always go right to the reviews page and then I go right to the four star or the five star or whatever the highest is and see what they have to say. And then I go right to the one star to see what their complaints are. And I do that for pretty much everything. Products I buy, companies I'm thinking about working for. So that's a really powerful one. The second type of social proof that's out there is social proof that is gathered by the business. And this can be really impactful in terms of sales and decision-making as well. So this is something where the business has actively gone out and they've worked to put their information out there and they have, they're actively gathering that and putting that someplace where their customers can find it. There is another type of social proof that is, is like social proof that's found in the wild. So maybe it's offered in the customer's social circle to their social circle. So this is your word of mouth social proof. This is your water cooler talk or you're standing at the back fence talk or you're standing around at the barn chatting with another horse owner about a product or service that you love. So this is super impactful. One of the most impactful types of social proof that's out there. And usually if a client is reaching out to you to book your product or service and they have received social proof in the wild. These folks are usually sold by the time they get to you. So anytime I have that word of mouth type of referral come in and I'll ask them, how did you hear about my business? Oh, well, so-and-so at my barn booked you for their equestrian senior portraits. So my daughter needs hers done. So we're contacting you. Those people are typically booked by the time they pick up the phone to call me because they have already had this type of social proof come into their life. And the last type of social proof is the authority social proof. So this would be like your public relations type social proof. And we'll talk a little bit about what that means. So I'm going to give some examples of kind of like real life, real term social proof examples that you may have seen that you may be using or that you may be thinking about using or should be using in the future. And then Phyllis is going to jump in and talk a little bit about why social proof is important in the first place and how you can listen for it and track it. So the first one I think that most people are thinking about is testimonials. So this could be written or video. Kim loves to talk about how she goes out and harvests video testimonials. But I love a good written testimonial and I do a lot of work to make sure that I am actively pulling in testimonials from my clients and that they're the kind of testimonial that I really need for my business. So that's the first one, probably the most obvious to a lot of our listeners. Google reviews, Yelp reviews, those type, any type of those online reviews, those are another great type of social proof. Anytime we're Googling a product or a service, a lot of times those will come up. So if someone is Googling 
equine photographer in my area, I want to make sure that those things look really good. Facebook reviews, any kind of online social media reviews are super, those are social proof. LinkedIn recommendations, things like likes, comments, and shares, those things that are happening out there, those are good social proof. Believe it or not, in terms of social media, followers, subscribers, that's social proof. Someone comes to your account, they see that a lot of people are sharing, a lot of people are interacting on your account, that can be social proof. Having a website, Something as simple as having a website is social proof. You're Googleable, you're searchable, you have a home on the web that people can go to and find information about you. Influencer endorsements. So having people online that are influential in the space that you want to be in, talking about your work, just talking about your work, sharing your information, that is social proof. Industry certifications and awards. So if you've become certified or you've taken a class recently and you have something to share about that, if you've won an award in the photography world, those are all things that are social proof and should be shared. And I think that things like, like I take screenshots of happy comments that my clients make about my work. I take screenshots if a client sends me a message. So they might send me a text message and say something along the lines of, thank you so much. This photo shoot meant so much to us and talk about what that means and share takeaways. Those are all things that I save and screenshot and keep. All of these are shared with permission, of course, but I make sure that I keep those and put them to use for my business as soon as I can. So in terms of public relations, social proof, things like featured profiles, ask the expert, Q&As, that sort of thing is really another type of social proof. So Phyllis, do you want to talk about why this is even important in the first place? <laughs> and I'm sorry if I'm a little distracted, but I keep getting notifications on my phone about from friends and from the Weather Center about the storms coming in and that's got significant amount of hail in it. So oh everybody's boy. like, is your truck inside? <laughs> like, yes, my truck is inside. Just, so anyway. Just okay. keep the drama for the podcast coming, Phyllis. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll try to get done and then y'all can take over. I know I'm worried, kind of worried about you now. <laughs> Social proof. Wow. Why is it important? Well, because it just is. <laughs> it holds <laughs> tremendous, <laughs> sorry, tremendous, stop laughing. You're making me laugh. Sorry. It holds tremendous significance for photographers because it plays an important role in shaping consumer behavior and purchase decisions. Trust and authenticity are foremost and social proof establishes credibility and it influences potential clients. There are trends, as I'm sure Kim can probably give you better data on this, but that consumers rely heavily on social proof when making choices, just like Kara just said. And, and I do the same thing. If I'm ordering or I'm buying something off of Amazon, I go and look at the reviews <laughs> to make sure that they've got five star, or, you know, and if it has too many, if it doesn't have any good reviews, then I'm not going to buy that product. And it's the same thing with your business. Consumers seek validation from their peers, experts, and online communities to ensure that they're making or that we're making informed decisions. Testimonials, customer reviews, ratings, social media endorsements all become key indicators of a brand's reliability and quality. With the use of customer testimonials, we can establish social validation. 
social proof. Showcasing positive experiences and recommendations enhances our reputation and attracts a wider audience as well. Consumers now actively seek out reviews, ratings, and recommendations before making a purchase. They value experiences of others and are more likely to trust a brand that has strong social proof presence. I know I am. I think you guys probably agree with that too. Customer testimonials are an evergreen form of social proof. They're endorsements from satisfied customers that authenticate a product's quality, credibility, and value. Testimonials are crucial in building trust. And just to make sure that you know how to collect and showcase them effectively, I think Kim's going to help you with that. And like Kara said, be sure to ask for permission from customers before showcasing their testimonials. By displaying them prominently on your website and marketing materials, you can use visuals and video testimonials for a greater impact. Positive views will build trust and increase the likelihood of conversions from someone that's just following you to actually being a client that pays you. (laughs) You can encourage your customers to leave feedback on platforms like Google Business, Facebook. I think following up with emails, convenient review submission processes, and incentives, even You can even offer incentives to get people to leave you reviews. All this will boost review generation. By responding to reviews, I think helps a great deal too, just to respond to people that have given you a positive review. And even negative reviews can help provide an opportunity to address concerns publicly and offer solutions and therefore turning bad into good most of the time. But I think basically just be sure to acknowledge and thank customers who write positive reviews and promptly show your appreciation to them. Make it a point to watch people that are in your circle on social media, you know, and find out what they're doing. If they're past clients, be sure to watch what they're doing. See if they mention you. These these are, like Kara said, they're all ways to get reviews and grab a screenshot of text that they have sent you or even just mention. Uh, A lot of times they don't directly contact you. They'll just make a comment on another somebody else's post that how happy they were with you or what amazing or how amazing they think you are or something like that. But once you have all this data, it's really important to strategically incorporate it into your marketing materials. I think by doing this is be sure to respond to people. I don't care how it is just with this people that comment on your post or or emails. I think that's highly important is be sure to respond. Don't you agree, Kim? I do, because social media is social. It requires engagement and interaction in order to work, right? So that's one of the reasons why we always want to respond and engage with people. And I want to go over the social proof always sounds super great to me. And then I'm like, well, how the hell do I make this actually happen in my business? So how do I create a world where this is something that people can actually do for me? And I have a bunch of tips here for you. So the first one is make it easy peasy, super duper obvious. That's the best thing for you to do. Any place where you want to create more social proof, whether that be on your Facebook page or on your Google reviews or on your LinkedIn recommendations, kind of wherever you would like that to be, testimonials for your website, make it easy for people to do that. And get in the habit of asking for this type of feedback. But if you're, let's say you want a Google review and Google reviews are gold, right? But you have to get somebody to do it for you. 
It's not something that you can take something that a client said to you and type it in there. They have to go do it. And just a caveat, they also have to have a Google account to do it because Google verifies that they're a real human and they have a Google account. So there's a little another little hurdle for them to get over. Well, so the first thing you need to do is when somebody is giving you a glowing recommendation while you're standing there is to just simply start the conversation of how you can turn this into a social proof session, right? So just say, I'm building my business and I'm super excited about what you just said. It makes my heart happy. It makes, you know, it's it's what I would love for other people to know about what I do. And I would dearly love it if you could help me get the word out. And Google reviews are the way that I'm getting this done right now or insert Facebook, LinkedIn, recommendations, testimonials from my website, whatever the heck it is that you're doing. And then get clear with them. If it's the Google review, say, you know, I can send you a link, but I want to give you a heads up. You do have to have a Google account and they're free. So if you don't have one, you can just sign up for one right there, put your name in. It's not a big deal. And then that will allow you to leave a Google review for me. And I'm going to send you the link or better yet, get them while they're standing in front of you, open up your, you know, oh, get them to open up their phone if they have a Google account and go ahead and do it while they're there. Because people get busy. I mean, life is fast for all of us, not just me and you. It's it's fast for our clients too. So really get out there and make it a point to ask. Be social, like Phyllis was saying, with your with the people who are in your network. Make sure you comment and engage with them. Don't miss those organic opportunities that you have out there. Make sure you capitalize on the moment. I know Kara mentioned videos. Make sure you record those. My favorite way to capture testimonials from people is when they're in the moment telling me how great I am. And yes, I love that. (laughs) Years ago, I used to deflect it and say, don't tell me. But now I'm like, yes, that's me. How great is that? So anyway, when they're in the middle of that, you know, listen, but then then stop them at a point where you can and say the same sentences. Listen, I'm trying to build my business here. Can I get you to let me record you? And don't just point your camera at them and press the button because people get the deer in the headlights look. Just ask them whatever they were saying to you. Ask them a question about it. So if they're going, wow, I just love these photos. They're so amazing. You made my me and my horse look so good. When you point the camera at them, say, you were just talking about how good we made you look. <laughs> so continue <laughs> right there. All right. So a couple of ways that you can specifically utilize your social proof, of course, is to get out there and put it on your website, put it in your brochures, put it on your business cards, put it every possible way that you can get it out there. Get it out in front of people because here's the thing. Oh, and if you can get, now here's the thing for photographers, right? This is easy for us. Get a picture of the person who's giving you the social proof. It dramatically helps when people see a picture next to a testimonial of a real person, not one of those canned people that you will see on everyone's website. No, no, no. Tiss, tiss, tiss. Don't do that. Definitely put it to work by adding it to the bottom of your emails when you send them out. I have a client. We do automated series that goes out to their people who register to do their service ahead of time so 
they know who's coming to their house and what that person looks like. And we want to build trust. And so trust, social proof is a fantastic way to build trust. So put the little quote from people. You can take them straight from your Google reviews if you want. You can even screenshot them so that you know that they look like a Google review and put them on the bottom of your emails. That's a a very easy way for you to start to really capitalize on the social proof that you get. Another thing, people get a little sideways in asking for social proof. I know that happens. I know it happens to me and I'm pretty bold and brazen about it. So there are times that I even go, I'm not sure how to insert this into the conversation. So I always kick myself if I walk away and don't do it. So I highly recommend that you come up with a practice little speech. Mine is always about how I'm building a business and how I would like their help in doing that. I feel like people are much more enthusiastic if you ask them to partner with you rather than to do something for you. It feels a little bit more authentic and easy to me. So that's what I generally do, but you need to figure out your way to do it. But just get out of your own way as much as possible. And one of the ways that you can do that is to start to utilize automations. So if you struggle with asking for reviews, start letting a computer handle it. You can get a CRM, create a little thing so that after every session that you do within 24 hours or 48 or however you want to stage it, the computer automatically sends the email out for you so you don't have to do it. And you'll be much better and more likely to ask out there and also make it super easy for the people that are doing it. Another hint for the make it easy if you're going to send them an email, put in people leave reviews that say things like, and then pick a nice couple of reviews that you've had so that they have an example of the type of review that you're looking for. Because on the other end of this, right, it's it's a struggle and it's work. And you really are asking people to go above and beyond in leaving you a review or providing you with a testimonial. Did I miss anything, Kara? Well, the only thing I was going to add to that is that Social, not all social proof is created equal. And one of the things that I do to make sure that my testimonials are as well organized and they say the things that I need them to say is I specifically ask questions. So I'll send a testimonial and tell them I'm, you know, I'm updating my website or I'm growing my business and, and I'm requesting testimonials from clients that I've worked with. And I know that sometimes it can be difficult to get started. So here are some questions that might be helpful for you. And I'll ask specific questions that are geared towards getting information that consumers that are out there looking for a photographer need to know about my business. So I'll ask them like, what was it like to work with me? My end game as a photographer is creating photography products. So wall art albums, that sort of thing. So I will ask them, how did you use the images that we created together? And I'll have them speak to what they did with their pictures. And that's a big piece of it, I think, is being strategic about when you're pulling that in and you're asking for something like a testimonial, how you're doing that. So I don't know, I just wanted to add that you can be strategic about it. You don't have to just rely on them to come up with something. I like that because I'm more apt to give a review when when they give me the questions. Right, you make it as easy as possible, right? So right, yeah, yeah, yeah. super duper easy peasy Mm -hmm. and very. As Kim would say, make it stupid simple. That's right. (laughs) Make it stupid simple, or make it simple stupid. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, Sorry. we try Either not way. to accuse people of being stupid, Phyllis. <laughs> well, I was I was only referring to myself. <laughs> no self-deprecation allowed. Oh, here. that's right. That's where we need that hypnosis thing, part coming yes. back in. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> All right. So I think that was pretty good. Is there anything anybody wants to add before we wrap it up today? Nope. Just social proof is super important. And the more you embrace this, the more likely you are to find success in your marketing. All right, photographers. So I was just going to say, I think this uh, episode even helped me because I was hesitant to talk about something that I really didn't know that much about. So, well, you know what? I see you. I saw you taking some notes. Like maybe there's some some social proof that you need to up your game, and you were you were taking some notes on things that you needed to get started on. So, yeah, I'm just honestly, I'm just glad you survived the storm. Well, at least during uh, me the show. Too. So you'll have to keep yeah. us posted on how things go after we get off here, and um, we'll be thinking about you. Stay safe out there and thank you yeah for those folks that are listening thank you guys so much it really means so much to us and if you haven't already and you've enjoyed this episode and you're getting something out of it we really um would love for you to stop by and leave some social proof for folks out there leave a testimonial leave a rating and a review that really means a lot to us i think you you probably gleaned that from this episode already and it really (laughs) it really does mean a lot to us if you're looking for us online you can find us on facebook and on instagram at cowgirls with cameras and we also have a website cowgirls cameras.com and that is a great place to figure out where you can join us at one of our upcoming events. We got some great events coming up and we'd love to shoot right alongside you sometime soon. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cowgirls with Cameras. Don't let the laughter and learning stop here. Join our community on social media and be sure to visit our website for more opportunities to fulfill your photography goals. Head to cowgirlswithcameras.com. That's cowgirlswithcameras.com. See you next time.